and from Rumi, the hidden music. <clears throat> I am not a poet. I don't earn my living from poetry. I don't need to boast of my knowledge. Poetry is the wine of love that I accept only from the hands of my beloved. All right. Well, had an interesting early afternoon with a conversation that I thought I might bring present here a little bit. I went to a wedding of a young couple from Panama that were getting married here. And, and uh, after the wedding, they were serving the cake and the uh, bride's mother came and sat down next to me and just began talking. We just had a wonderful conversation. And we maybe had been talking five minutes and she turned to me and she said, so what do you think of commitment? And because you know, the whole thing about the wedding and the commitment and the ceremony and everything. She said, what do you think about commitment? And I said, well, that's really something for each of us to discover and, and learn for ourselves. Commitment is different for each of us and it's different every day. And we commit to things and then we have to recommit to things and we can let go of certain commitments and we can even break commitments if we need to in order to take care of ourselves and not become a prisoner of commitment. And she looked at me and she said, a prisoner of commitment? And I said, well, yeah, I don't know if you would understand that. And she says, I understand that, honey. <laughs> she said, I just know anybody else did. And so she said, I want to talk to you more privately. So we got up and we went back into a different room in the house because it was at a person's home. And she said, I want to talk to you privately. I want to hear more what you have to say about this thing. And so we were talking and she said that um, she's real challenged in her life right now. And I said, so what's the challenge? And she said, well, I've been married for 29 years. Uh, before I got married, I had made a commitment to my parents that I would take care of them as they got older and help them out and and everything. And that was back in Panama. And this is you know, what we do with our family. And so I made that commitment with them and I've tried to honor it all these years. And now that I live up here, we've just moved them up here to the States so that I can really honor that commitment. And then I got married and I made a commitment with the, the man I love and now my husband. And I've been trying to always honor that commitment and do the best I could with, with honoring that commitment. Then we had children and that became a commitment that I had to keep. And uh, the more children we had, the more commitments I had. And uh, so I said, so how many commitments do you have? She said, you mean the kids? And I said, well, yeah, let's start there. And she said, five. And so I said, okay, so you have your parents, you have your husband, and you have five children. And she said, yeah, but now I have 18 grandchildren. And, and I said, so you've got a lot of commitments. And, I, and I, she said, yeah, unfortunately, I've become the babysitter for all these different kids. And she said, I now am overcommitted. I mean, I don't have time for myself. I even at work, I'm having to answer to this and do that for other people, even while I'm working to make a living. And she said, I woke up two days ago, and it was really like I woke up. 
She said, I never made a commitment to me. I've never committed anything about me, taking care of me, honoring me. And I'm mad at everybody now. And my husband knows it, he can feel it. And he doesn't know what to do with me because I'm, my, my, my approach with him is different. And I said, all in two days? She said, yeah, when Latins get mad, they get mad. <laughs> and I've been bottling this up inside of myself all these years. And all of a sudden I realize it's not their fault. I've done it, but I've let them do it to me or make me feel as though I had to do all this. And now I'm feeling resent, resentful of my parents. I'm feeling resentful of my husband and of my kids. She said, I don't feel resentful of my grandkids. I love my grandkids, and they're so young, there's no reason why I should be resentful. They're just doing what grandkids do. And, and I said, so is it working to be resentful with all these people now instead of committed? She said, well, no, because it hurts me. I'm hurting myself. So I said, where do you want to start? How can you start committing to yourself if you're still focused out there and struggling with all of that? And I said, would you ever break a commitment? And she said, I don't know. It's like a religious thing. You don't break your commitments. It's like a promise to God. And I said, so do you think God would let you break a promise with God if you really needed you to take care of yourself better? She said, I don't know. That's not what we're taught. And I said, so let's forget about what you've been taught. What do you want out of this conversation? What do you want to do? I said, I, early on in my life, I made a commitment to God. And I have done everything I can to honor that commitment. And I have found that at times I've broken that commitment. I've walked away from that commitment. Because I saw other people getting very caught up in the world and doing in the world and having fun in the world. And my commitment to God and the way I established it really didn't give me the space to do that, it seemed. So I kind of pulled back from my commitment with God from time to time as I was growing up to try to get involved with the world and to test that and see what that was like. But I found after a while my commitment with God was more important than all these other things that looked fun and enjoyable and that something I wanted to be involved in. And so then I chose back into the commitment. And I said, maybe what you're wanting to do now is to find how to choose back into those commitments you made so long ago. And I said, maybe the one thing you could do would be to renegotiate your commitments with everybody. And she said, renegotiate my commitment with my parents? Are you kidding? And I said, no, I'm not kidding. Maybe you don't go and tell them I'm going to renegotiate my commitment with you but maybe you start defining what it is you're able to do and can do and want to do and can't do and don't want to do anymore. Because realize, you know, if you've been doing this for, like you said, 29 years since you got married, then in 29 years you've changed, if you're lucky. You've grown, you've changed, you've evolved, you've learned a lot about yourself that you didn't know when you said, I do. 29 years ago. And maybe it's time to catch up with yourself and really become aware of who you are and what you want now. Not to hurt other people, but to begin to take care of yourself in a different way. Because I said, are you going to now go to your kids and say, hey, I want you to commit to taking care of me when I get old? She said, no, I don't want that. 
I would never do what now is happening between me and my parents. Because now I, I don't hate, I hate them, I don't like them, I don't love them, I resent them because I feel obligated to them. And I said, and who created the obligation? She said, I did. And I said, so who's the one who's got to change it? Who's the one who's got to make something happen to where it's different? And she said, I know, I do. And I said, so when you finish up with this conversation, I would say spend some time with yourself, sometime today, sometime tomorrow, sometime this week, and begin to see what it is you are now doing in your life and what it is you want to do differently or continue to do. And I would make a list. I would get a, a journal of some kind and I would make a list. And on every page, I would do somebody different. Your mom, your dad, you know, whatever it might be. Make a list of, on each person of the commitments you feel you have with each person and the commitments you are doing with each person and what it is you feel about that action with each person. And then go through it and see which ones you do not want to fulfill anymore, which ones are not something that is really related to your action of loving them. And see if you can renegotiate your commitment. So we sat there for the longest time and finally her daughter, who was the bride, came and said, Mom, Mom, come on, we're going to toast and you we, you know, you need to be, be here. So she got up and she said, see, commitment. <laughs> I said, yeah, but this is a good commitment. I'd go for it. I'd do it. So she got up and she did that and then she came back down and we sat for a little bit longer uh, and, and talked a little bit longer and she said, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you up and we're going to talk. And I said, well, then call me. Let's talk. But I want you to do your homework first and see what happens with just doing the homework if it doesn't begin to shift and change some things inside of you. And so I began me to look at my own commitments. What have I committed to? What are my commitments to others? And what are my commitments to myself? And so as I was sitting here in meditation, I was really looking up and I said, God, I hope, I hope, I hope I'm honoring the commitment I made so long ago. Uh, I hope that I haven't, you know, thrown it away, that I've altered it in such a way that it's not really uh, the true commitment anymore that I'd made. And, um, and inside I heard, check on the commitment with yourself and then we'll talk. And so I began to look at what I've done with my own commitment with myself, of taking care of myself, of honoring myself, of loving myself, of forgiving myself, of accepting myself right as I am right now. All these different things inside of myself that really supports that commitment of me doing me. And as I was going through this, I began to kind of check mark off things. Yeah, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. Well, you know, I'm not really doing that the way I, I know I could do it. And so I began to take notes of areas where I could shore up and support this action of self-commitment to begin to really have a better foundation of a committed relationship with me. And so as I was doing that, 
I I kept looking up to God like, you know, I I can see now some of the weaknesses in my foundation of commitment with myself and and I can see probably that that's where my weakness is with you. And I heard inside we have no weakness in our relationship. It's just what you are doing within yourself with you that is where the weakness lies. And in those places where it's weak with you, it is weak with me only because it's weak with you. So fill those areas with a committed action, a choice of how you're going to fulfill your life in the greatest way, and automatically it fulfills any commitment you've ever made with me. And so then I began to look outside myself at the commitments I've made. And, you know, I'd made commitments with my parents, who now have died. I made commitments with my brother, who's now have died. So you don't want to have me make a commitment with you, <laughs> unless you really are planning to die soon, <laughs> or want to. Because it seems like all the people I make commitments to in some way or another seem to die very soon. <laughs> Not really, but at least in, that, in my family it does. So um, I began to look at all that, and I realized, you know, I have honored commitments in a wonderful way. But in the process, sometimes I have hurt myself. And where I've hurt myself is I will make them more important, their happiness or the things that they need, getting fulfilled or whatever that might be, more than taking care of myself at certain times. And that's where I've hurt me. And so as I was looking at that, I realized that I still need to balance this action out of what's out here in commitment and what's in here in commitment. And realize commitment starts with me and ends with me. And that unless I'm really honoring the commitment I have with myself, the actions of commitment out here with others, uh, if unless I'm fulfilling it with me, is really not going to be fulfilled. It's not going to be a fullness of the commitment. And that the greatest commitment I can make with anybody is loving. If I can be committed and loving with each of you or with anyone that I come in contact with, that's the greatest commitment I can make. And that commitment of loving is made in the moment and it is reestablished in every given moment. It isn't, I commit to loving you now and therefore I'm going to live, love you forevermore. It is really an ongoing moment-by-moment commitment. And it's not conscious making a choice, okay, well, I'm going to commit to loving you today, I'm going to love you tomorrow, I'm going to love you the next day, and having to stay present with that. But it's in an action, it's in a movement. And so I'm beginning to be more and more aware just in this conversation and in my meditation of re-looking at all these commitments that I've made. And the one thing I have that is a blessing for me as a measuring point for how I've done commitment is a conversation I had with my brother just two days before he died. And I was looking at that, it came forward in my meditation, and I realized here's a way for me to look and, and know how I'm living my commitment. When uh, he was alive, I was taking care of him, he was really having a lot of health problems, un unable to work and all that. So I was really taking care of him a great deal. And I was enjoying it. I did not really resent doing this. It was, it was fun for me. I really found that I had a deeper relationship with him. 
we were getting to know each other in a way we never got to know each other in all the years. We had been brothers up until that point. And, um, you know, we were having a good time. And two days before he died, he called me and he said, you know, I just want you to know I really love you and I, I really appreciate everything you're doing for me. I mean, this is just way beyond anything I could have ever imagined. And I really love you and if I were to die tomorrow, I will die a really happy man because of our relationship. Well, he died two days later. And to me, he called me to say thanks to let me know that I was fulfilling everything I'd ever said. And it gave me that base now to work from to realize that's the statement of my commitment. And that I was doing it out of loving and I was doing it out of fun and I didn't do it out of resentment. And so I would say for you to look at this thing of commitment in your life. And we've all made commitments. Even if we commit to showing up at a certain time at a certain place and we do or we don't, that's a commitment. And what we do with those commitments within ourselves is what we want to pay attention to. Do we beat ourselves up when we break a commitment? We don't honor a commitment? Are we even aware of that we've made a commitment and now we've broken it or we're honoring it. So it might be good to go back and in a journal or in some form begin to take an inventory of all these things in our life where we've made commitments and begin to look and see how did we do with the commitment up to now? Did the commitment already get fulfilled such as my mom, my dad, and my brother? Those are fulfilled. Or are there commitments that we said we would make and do and we're not honoring them? And what do we want to do with all that? And I would say, look and see. Maybe you want to renegotiate commitments with certain people. Maybe you want to renegotiate your commitment with yourself. Maybe you've never made a commitment with yourself. Or maybe you've never honored your commitment to yourself or to others. And begin to see what it is you do with this word commitment and this action commitment. It is a real strong and powerful thing that we do in the world. But sometimes we take it so lightly. We'll do it in order to get the conversation over with or to, you know, push a person aside or whatever. We'll just say, yeah, 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 I'll do it. And then it's forgotten. Well, all that weighs inside of us at an unconscious level, if not a conscious level. And it's something to really pay attention to. Because that's where our guilt and our self-judgment comes from. Our sense of unworthiness may come from that. There's a lot of things that take place with all that we do within ourselves and within our relationship with other people. And it's those unfulfilled actions and statements that can leave us feeling very empty or hollow or not so good about ourselves. And that's where the action that we talk about here in loving, accepting, and forgiving is a very valuable action of loving yourself just as you are right now. No matter what, love yourself just as you are and accept yourself just as you are. And then if you need to, go in and do forgiveness for those areas where you have judgment or separation 
within yourself with yourself. To begin to heal some of these areas, even including these areas of commitment with others and with yourself. It can make a huge difference. It's amazing how much energy we have stored up inside of us in committed statements that aren't being moved. Nothing is happening with those energies, those statements. They are just sitting there stagnant, waiting to be fulfilled, or waiting for you to do something with this statement that has stored up all this energy so that the energy can be brought into action once again. So pay attention because there is a lot of life force and a lot of loving inside of us that is in stagnation, that is just sitting there waiting to have the opportunity to express, to share, to be in action. But it's up to us to free them up once again, take them out of these areas where they are stored away, locked away, waiting to be fulfilled, waiting to be put into action. And let that energy be released, such as in going back and recommitting or in changing those commitments or letting them go and saying, well, I'm not going to be doing that because I don't even know where that person is anymore. So I can't fulfill that commitment, but I'm going to forgive myself for not doing that commitment. I'm going to honor that I now am aware of that. I'm going to love it. I'm going to accept it. And I'm going to free that energy up so that I can move it into another way. And this time I'll handle the energy more respectfully and responsibly and lovingly than maybe I did before. And the greatest place you're going to find where you've made a lot of commitments, unfulfilled commitment, is with yourself. You know, we'll do for others quicker than we'll ever do for ourselves. And we'll honor commitments with others quicker than we'll ever honor our commitment with ourselves. But the greatest commitment I know we can make is not even with ourselves directly, but it's with God. If we can make a commitment with God and then recommitting to that every moment of every day, our lives can change. And that commitment that we can make with God is one thing, and that is loving God. God doesn't need anything else from us. God doesn't need your promises, your wishes, your wants, or your tears. God just wants your loving. And once you begin to really share your loving with God, you then open a door by which God can come in and share with you in a way God may have not been able to do up until then. In truth, all that the soul was created to do was be that which it is, the living, loving essence of the Lord. Loving essence, to be that. And what that loving essence was brought into do was to love God. And for a place where God could 
express and put into action God's loving. God is longing for us to feel and to know and to live in the movement of the loving that God has for us. And God is longing for us to share our loving with God so that we truly can enter into this union, this divine flow of loving that God created us to be a part of. And really and truly, our soul is in that place right now. But we have turned away from that source of loving and turned towards the world. And we place our loving with the world rather than with God. And we chase after the things of the world that we love or that we think we love, trying to find fulfillment. But if we could let go of some of those things of the world, detach ourselves from them, and really turn back towards the true source of loving, which is God, and just share our loving with God, and open to receive God's loving, we will find the greatest fulfillment, the greatest peace, and all the things that we have been longing for will truly be fulfilled within us. Our fulfillment is not in the world. It is inside of us. And nothing that you can get in the world will ever fill that place inside that is longing for something. But God's loving will answer it, fill it, instantly. Instantly. 